It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everyone, and we want to welcome everybody to our call this evening. We appreciate your presence. Uh, this is our attempt at providing practical and relevant information to people that we believe, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, that will help them uh, as we prepare to take action to do the things that we need to do in order to change our life. This evening, our segment is going to be on financing and budgeting. Budgeting is going to be hosted by dear friend Orlinda Lampton. Uh, when I think of finances and, and budgeting, it's probably one of the things that I hear more often than not uh, people making prayer requests for and wanting us to pray for them regarding their finances. And other than our spiritual life and our salvation and our walk with God, I can't really think of a whole lot else, obviously family and things like that. But as it pertains to our practical lives, I cannot think of something that, would be more important than us being able to get our finances in order and learning what it may mean to budget because if we learn what it means to budget, that allows us to be a good steward over that which God has blessed us with. And by budgeting, we would find out how much more uh, we're able to do with the resources that we have. And I'm not going to go too deeply into that because that's what Alinda Lampton is here to do. Uh, my attempts this evening is just to... Uh, emphasize as much as I can how important it is to have our finances together and the need, the absolute positive need uh, to take action regarding our finances. I thank God for being able to approach the throne of grace, and I thank him for what prayer means to us. I thank him for the ability to believe and trust him at his word. But once we finish praying, once we finish trusting, once we finish believing, we have an obligation, if we, in fact, want to see change, to take action. We have to take action. For those, for those of us that rely on and trust in and believe in the Word, that's exactly what it means when reference is made that faith without works is dead. Faith without taking action is dead. Things change when we begin to put the effort into making them change and orchestrating that change and having a plan for change. So this evening, without any further ado, I want to introduce to everyone Miss um, Orlando, Orlinda uh, Lampton. She's here this evening because I have every confidence in her ability to have this discussion with us. Um, she's discussed, she's um, handled her own affairs in a manner in which more than qualifies her 
to have this discussion with us. I could share uh, the portions of her story that I know this evening, but we're going to leave that up to her to share however much of her story that she would like to share. But she's here this evening to share with us the knowledge and information that she has as it pertains to our financing and budgeting. And I even mentioned to her that there was a desire for someone to ask that some information be provided or discussed uh, FICA scores and credit scores and things that we might be able to do to impact those. So at this time, I, I introduce to you uh, Ms. Linda Lampton. Good evening, and thank you, Glenn. In our lives, we all go through times of famine, whether it's a layoff, lengthy illness, large financial loss. We need to be prepared and save up while we can. It basically allows us to cope during tough times and even in some cases to survive. Hello, everyone. As Glenn has said, uh, my name is Arlinda Lampson, and I'll be sharing some practical information regarding personal financial goals. Um, just a little disclaimer, I'm not here to give any advice regarding any legal actions you may need to take regarding your finances. I'm not an attorney or a tax advisor. I'm someone who has applied these principles, plans, and steps to allow me to be comfortable financially. I'll be sharing with you some of the information that I learned from Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. I actually took the course about five years ago to help me regroup after my famine. Um, excuse me. When I look at myself, I consider myself wealthy. Everyone's wealth is different. Um, I can tell you I've actually been laid off three times. The second time I was laid off, I had just bought a house, had been in the house almost a year. And, um, of course, you know, most people will be worried to death. I wasn't worried because I had taken steps to situate myself in the event of such happenstance. In that same year when I was laid off, I actually did things that I never thought I would have done. I mean, there were things that I wanted to do. Um, I actually traveled domestically and internationally. I actually went to Africa for three weeks and didn't have a worry about the house notes or the bills being paid. But that's because I had already planned and taken steps to make sure those things were in place. Um, I just experienced my third layoff just recently in October, and I'm currently still off. But once again, my debts are being, my debts and bills are being paid, and during this time I've actually earned the deed to my house, and I still have money to buy food and survive. So just know that my wealthy and your wealthy look very different. For someone else, wealth may be having a job that allows personal time off or a flexible schedule to care for young children or elderly parents. So just know that everybody, it's not a one-size-fits-all. One uh, just want to say, how well are you handling your money today? 
only about 32% of Americans will be able to cover a $5,000 emergency with cash without going into debt for it. Are you handling your money well? My mission here is to equip each one of you to basically take charge of your own finances. You must have financial goals. You must be consistent with your goals. You have to have a plan of how you're going to achieve your goals. When we have goals, it actually brings practical action into our lives to make dreams come true. Goals convert visions into energy. So when you lay out exactly what you want, you'll, you, in detail, you'll immediately start feeling the room move and the earth shape. Goals have, have helped to actually make great people. And um, J.C. Penney once said, give me a stock clerk with a goal and I will give you a man who will make history. Give me a man without a goal, and I will give you a stock clerk. So imagine. Imagine having absolutely no debt, no car payments, no credit card payments, not even a house payment. How would it feel to actually get to keep your money instead of mailing it out to a dozen creditors month after month? Imagine breaking the family curse of financial poverty, stress, and insecurity. What could your children and your children's children accomplish if you set the family free from the bondage of debt and money mismanagement? For years, there have been a lot of great teachers out there, such as Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar and others, teaching about goal setting. As a matter of fact, Zig Ziglar taught on the wheels of life. The wheel, the wheel has spokes that represent each of our lives, and for our lives to be successful as a whole, we have to remember we got to address each area. Uh, and I'll just quickly go through the spokes of goal setting. One, career two, financial, three, spiritual, four, physical, five, intellectual, six, family, seven, social. Uh, Now, you take that list and see two or three areas that you're probably naturally good at, and they're probably easy for you. And then there are a few things on that list that, you almost hate, and you're not naturally talented in those areas, and they have never had success with them. I have a few. (laughs) We all have this experience when we look at this list, but we have to remember that we must be intentional and put forth every effort in every area. Because it's like if, if you leave one side of the wheel flat, you have a flat tire, and a flat tire will take more effort to roll your life forward. Just like a car with a flat tire, your life will have a lot more noise 
and unwanted heat. Let me just uh, give you a little bit of my financial history that I've been building since since I was very young. I've always been conscious of earning and saving money. In junior high, I actually had a, a babysitting job. I had one kid that I watched while his parents furthered their education in night school, and they were actually school teachers. And, you know, along with night school came term papers that needed to be typed, and who do you think got that job? Of course, me. You know, I know they realized they were getting a great deal, but so was I. Week after week, I saved my money. Eventually, my savings allowed me to shop for fabric to make my first pantsuit. And I was styling and profiling in junior high. I guess you can say I've always been fascinated by watching my money grow. Um, and I've learned that I could be classified as a frugal person, but I'd rather be called a smart and wise spender. Here are, um, here are two tools that I think you need to get your finances under control, a new mindset and a budget. In order to take control of your money, you have to change your behavior, and this means you'll have to have a new mindset. This basically means changing how you view the money that you have control over. And in other words, it control you. It does not and should not control you. As far as a budget, uh, you know, budgets are needed for listing your monthly necessities. A lot of people, um, you know, if you ask them in passing, do you know, um, do you know what your monthly budget is, or do you know how much go out? Do you have? Well, yeah, I know about how much. And you know, if they actually sat down and wrote down everything, they would be off a couple of hundred dollars because they forget some things. Um, so you got to know how much comes into your house each month, and you got to know how much goes out. And if you have a spouse, you must communicate about money. It should not be left up to one spouse. There shouldn't be any major financial decisions being made by one spouse. And 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 without the other being involved, basically, um, these decisions actually should be made together and with God's direction. For those of you that have children or grandchildren or any child in your life, now today is a good time to begin instilling good habits in them. But first you must learn them and practice them yourself. Um, I just want to kind of jump into some other things such as um, ATM machines, check cashing, paying credit cards, the minimums, late fees to credit card companies. Um, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when you're paying all of these ATM machine uh, fees, you know, it seems little and trivial, $3 here or $1.50 here, but if you would sit down and add all of that up, 
just in one quarter, three months, to see how much money you are actually literally giving away each and every time you go and, and swipe that card when you haven't planned. Because basically, if you plan, you're working a job every day. You get paid maybe once a week, every two weeks. There's no reason why you can't plan the money that you need to have, the cash you need to have on you to take care of your business. That would just help you reduce a lot of free money that you're just throwing away. Same thing with check cashing. There are people that don't have bank accounts. I'm not sure why in this day and age a person wouldn't have a bank account because you can have a bank account with a minimum of $25 in it and you could actually go there and cash your check. And better yet, if you're working and you have an account set up, there's no reason why you shouldn't have direct deposit because that can, that could be a big saver as far as money is concerned. That helps keep the reins on the money. Um, in regards to credit cards, credit card balances, um, I can't say that everyone has them, but a lot of people have them. I, for one, have them. I don't always have them, but I went through a time, and so now I have them. Um, you should always try to pay more than the minimum on your credit card. I mean, you'll get the statement every month, and it will show you, you know, if you've got a $1,000 balance and they're telling you that your your payment is only $25, well, if $25 is all you can afford, then that's one thing. But if you can afford to pay more than that $25, then you should do so. Because if that's an account that has interest on it, interest, and it depends on what that interest rate is, if it's something ridiculous like 12, 13, 14%, then if you take time to actually read that statement, you'll see that that $25 that you're paying when once they add that interest on, you haven't really paid anything on that account. You paid maybe $10 on that $1,000, and they've added more. So you should be aware of those kind of things. Do your best to pay more than just the minimum on your credit card. Um, and paying your credit card in a timely manner is to the utmost important. Because if you don't, not only do you incur late fees, you run the risk of having your interest rate increase. And if you were already struggling to pay it, then it's going to be even more difficult. Um, So those are some things that you should take into account. I just want to go, before I go any further, I, I can't express the importance of writing down your goals, no matter how large or how small your goals, you should write them down. This is something I've uh, basically done and practiced. I've always practiced it, and I still do it to this day. Because actually when I moved into my house, I knew there were things here that I wanted to help 
make it more home, make, you know, put my signature stamp on it, you know, uh, to name a few things. I wanted some iron gates outside, the house painted, patio brick, a shed, fixtures, television, surround sound, shower heads, solar screens. I wanted all those things, and that's just that's just a few things. I just kind of sat down one day and just started writing out my basically wish list. That's what I was calling it, my wish list. And every year I chunk away at my wish list. Those things that I just named, I, I accomplished all those things in one year. Now, mind you, um, I, I've always had goals, and I had more goals that was set, and I, I've achieved them one by one. When you set your goals, you should set a date when you want to have them done. Sometimes you set goals and you have to revisit them, and sometimes you have to revisit them and push the reset button, but it's okay. It's absolutely okay. And just to backtrack a little bit, um, I've always, like I said, I've always had goals, and I've always had a job where I worked. There was a time when I worked two jobs, and I worked two jobs because I had goals. I had things that I wanted to do and, and accomplish, and I knew that in order to get those things, I couldn't just sit around twiddling my thumbs or hoping and wishing and praying or just going totally into debt and then being stuck and have creditors calling because I know I've gone in way over my head and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I've always had a second job to help me get through some of the things that I wanted to do early on. Um, I, I, I learned a lot from the uh, Financial Peace University. Um, like I said before, I, I took the course and learned a lot. I took it to help me regroup, and that was after a divorce, which left me with over $40,000 in credit card and other debt. And that was not a good feeling for me, a person usually on top of their finances. You know, at one point I was even told by a bank that if I didn't pay the outstanding fees from a business uh, that we owned, that I would never be able to open another bank account or it would be on my credit report and, you know, just basically wrong, wrong. It was a, it was a, a scare tax, tax, tactic to get money out of me. At that time, I actually felt like I was going to have a nervous breakdown because because I felt like I was drowning in debt. I had actually gone as far as paying minimums on balances so that I could, you know, keep up, and that was something I had never done. So taking the course helped provide me peace of mind and new and creative ways to get out of debt. And notice I said new and creative ways to get out of debt. Not anything illegal. Everything is legal and by the book. Um, I was able to utilize the uh, debt snowball and restructured how I was paying off some of my debt and also changed my savings. I was paying several 
$100 extra on my mortgage every month. So I changed that just to the amount due with no extra principal. I reduced my 401k deposit. Uh, I canceled cable, which actually I did this a week after my divorce since I'm not a huge TV watcher. And then there were other things that I was already doing that had had been saving me money over the years, which was cooking at home more often, um, you know, most of the time, definitely bringing my lunch to work because that's one of the things that people don't realize, you know, not taking your lunch to work can really be costly. If you are in a job where you can actually take your lunch, it is best to take your lunch because, it's one, it's healthier, and, two, you're not paying all that money because to go out to lunch every day, you're going to spend anywhere from anywhere from 8 to $12 for lunch. And that's just, that's, that could include fast food. I hope to God it doesn't, but it could include fast food, but it's expensive. Um, another thing I was started doing was using public transportation to get to work. Uh, it, it saved me a lot of drive time and wear and tear on my car. And it also gave me time to get a little reading done and actually meet new people. So I utilized those things. And they're things that you can utilize, too, to help you find your way to financial happiness. You know, over the years, I've had conversations with people that spoke of the finer things in life they wanted, but but they weren't doing anything to get any closer to having them. Uh, when it comes to money, a lot of people, you know, folks talk. They, they can't tell you where their money was spent on a weekly basis. And when they try to uh, start backtracking, it's hard to recall it. That's why it's important to write everything down. Write everything that you spend down. Keep track of it. Can't emphasize it more. Um, I tell you, um, I'll tell you what they call the seven baby steps. Uh, it's basically a process for getting out of for getting out of debt without feeling overwhelmed. And, of course, it's not going to happen overnight because getting in debt didn't happen overnight for most people anyway. Um, so step one, have $1,000 in emergency funds. And if your income is less than 20000 then $500 is sufficient. Pay off all your debt except your house utilizing the debt snowball. Step three, three to six months expenses in saving. And I know for a lot of people, they just kind of freak out when they hear that. Like, how in the world? Well, that's why it's called baby steps. Um, Invest 15% of your household income in a pre-tax retirement plan. Step five, for some could include college funding. Six, pay off your home early. 
seven, build wealth and give. And as Dave always say, if you will live like no one else, later you can live like no one else. Did you know that uh, daily decisions can make a huge impact on your life? You know, like I stated earlier, some of the things like taking your lunch every day, there are things that people, daily habits that people do. And some people, um, I I don't know, they're on autopilot. They don't even realize they're doing it. They get up in the morning, they get dressed, they get in their car, and they head straight to Starbucks and get that coffee. They get that fixed every day. Starbucks is not cheap. I know for a fact because I've gone in there before with other folks that wanted to treat me, and I'm thinking there's no way I come in here and spend my hard-earned money every day, and there are people that do it every day. Uh, Same thing with the lunch. Same thing with people, you know, you may know folks that smoke every day. Smoking is not cheap. And I know in, in in the last few years, that's gone up even more so to, to buy a pack of cigarettes and basically kill yourself. Um, I'd like to just go over some basic uh, budget items, things that when you're building your budget, creating a budget, these are things that you should have have listed. Um, and some of the items that you should be uh, listing is your housing. So if you have a mortgage or if you don't have a mortgage, then your your monthly rent. Um, your savings account, you should have some savings going on. Um, and, of course, all of your utilities, your electricity, water, gas, phone, cable, uh, and then you put your food in there also. Transportation, which would include your car payments, your gas and oil, um, any repairs that you would have to have, tires, um, car insurance, uh, budgeting for your clothing, which I would hope that that's not something you do every month because if you're buying clothes every month, that could be a problem. Um, other things you could list, such as uh, other insurances, health insurance, if it's not coming automatically out of your your uh, paycheck, your um, and then any other things you may list, like child care or extra additional life insurance. And then, of course, um, social activities or entertainment. You want to budget for those kind of things also. Um, if you start with a basic budget so that you can see what your monthly necessities are, that will help you to start on the right track to saving and, and clearing up clearing up debt, really, um, because it will help you know where and which direction you need to go. Uh, now I want to kind of switch gears and talk about credit repairs or credit, I'm sorry, credit credit reports and credit repairs. Um, 
I'm sure a lot of you have heard of FICO. I don't know if you actually know what that stands for. It actually stands for Bill Fair, that's where the F is, Earl Isaac, that's where the I is, company, or corporation, I'm sorry. So the Fair Isaac Corporation. And it's basically a software company that was founded by these guys, and its FICO score is a measure of the consumer credit risk, Um, and that's basically it's become like a fixture of the consumer lending here in the United States. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but everyone is entitled to a free credit report. Every year, you're entitled to a free credit report. And you can actually get that by going online to annualcreditreport.com. Um, and you, if you go online to access that, you need to be careful and make sure that's what you're accessing because there are a lot of um, there are a lot of companies out there and and ads and so forth where you could, if you don't type the information in correctly, you'll get led to something else which may try to charge you. So if you end up at, at a website as such, just know that that's not where you should be. The annual credit report is absolutely free. Now, if you're wanting additional information such as your your actual um, FICA score, then you you may have to pay additional amount for that. But there are also ways to get that free. Um, some 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 companies have out there. If you sign up for uh, a yearly subscription, or they'll offer it to you for. 30 days free, and then after that you'll be charged maybe $50 a year. Well, if you only need your FICA score, uh, once you sign up and you get the information, then all you have to do is actually call back and cancel that subscription, and that's how it becomes free. Um, As far as credit repair, I'm sure you've seen a lot of advertisements on TV or on the radio or seen signs, you know, on the side of the road saying how people can repair your credit. Well, don't let anybody fool you into thinking you need to hire a professional to repair your credit because the truth is there's nothing a credit repair company can do to improve your credit that you can't do for yourself. Um, So I would suggest you save yourself the money and the hassle of finding a, a reputable company and repair your credit yourself. There are things you you have to do before you can start, you know, repairing your your credit. You have to know what you need to repair. So you definitely have to get your credit report, which contains all the all the mistakes you've made or things that you may have done that led to the bad credit. You need to read the credit report thoroughly to see if there are, in fact, any negative items affecting your credit score. And by law, you're, you're, you're actually entitled to that free credit report from each one of the three uh, bureaus. Um, there are different ways you can get your credit score. Uh, I'm sorry, your credit report, 
the easiest way, the most convenient way is uh, online, but you still can do it by mail. I don't know about doing it by phone. I don't know if that's something you're allowed to do over the phone because I know how things have changed and uh, because of identity theft and folks doing so many evil and wrong things, I don't know if you can still do that by phone. Other ways you can actually get a free credit report um, if you've been turned down for credit because of something on your report, you can get a free report. And that's, that is, of course, if you've already requested your free, recor- free rec- report and you've been turned down for something, then you can, in fact, get another free report. And um, paying for your, like I said, paying for your uh, credit report, if, if you've already used up your free credit report for the year, you can order one directly from each bureau, bureau for a fee. Uh, the bureaus, they offer a three-in-one credit report that lists all of your credit reports side by side. Once you get your credit reports, you need to review them and read through them uh, thoroughly and completely. Um, if you have a long credit history, your credit reports might be several pages long, and so try not to get overwhelmed by all the information you're reading because it's a lot to digest, and especially if you're, you're checking it for the first time. So you need to take your time and review your credit report over several days if you have to. Um, Become familiar with the information in each of your credit reports if you're if you're reviewing more than one, because they all kind of look similar, um, but they contain sometimes they contain different information. So your basic personal identifi- identification that information should be correct. But once again, you need to review everything to make sure it's all correct. Um, to decide what you need to repair, uh, some of the things you need to repair is incorrect information, such as uh, accounts that aren't yours, payments that have been incorrectly reported late, pass-through accounts that are late, charged off, or have been sent to collections, and maxed out accounts that are over the limit. Um, these are things that you can you you can repair or things that you need to repair. Um, you can actually dispute you can actually dispute credit report errors. You have the right to dispute any information in your credit report that's inaccurate or incomplete or you believe that can't be verified. When you order your credit report, you'll receive like instructions on how to dispute credit report information. And um, basically, if you order it online, it'll come with instructions for making disputes online. And, um, or, and you can also do them through the mail. And I basically would do it through the mail because that way you have you have a paper trail of what's what. You can show, you can send in copies of, you know, where you pay bills or you sent checks. Um, it, it's just easier that way uh, to me. 
um, especially if you are not computer savvy or you don't even have you know, access to do all that on a computer because at that rate, if you had checks that you need, you have to scan that information in and, and attach it and send it um, send it in for, you know, for mailing it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, scan it and email it. I'm sorry. But I just think mailing it by snail mail, or you could send it, you know, faster, but I think that would be the best uh, option to send your uh, your proof that supports your dispute. Um, and when you send your, your dispute, you should include a copy of your credit report with the items you're disputed highlighted and copied, um, and any proof, of course, that supports your dispute. Because if you don't send in enough information, they can decide your dispute is frivolous and decline to even investigate the dispute or update your uh, credit report. But if it's legitimate, the credit bureau conducts an investigation, which is uh, sometimes as simple as asking the creditor if the information is correct, and then they come back to you with a response. Um, because, you know, once you once you file a dispute, then it's left, it's the burden now is on the on the uh, creditor to prove otherwise. So if, if the dispute is successful and your credit report is updated, the bureau uh, will make the change, alert other credit bureaus, and then send you an updated copy of your credit report. And then on the other hand, if it isn't, if an item isn't removed from your credit report, then your report will be updated to show that you've disputed the information and you'll then be given the opportunity to, like, add personal, a, a personal statement to your credit report. And, and what this is is the personal statement doesn't affect your credit score, but it gives additional insight into your dispute when a business manually reviews your credit report. Uh, moving on to tackling past due accounts. Uh, your payment history impacts your credit score uh, at a rate of 35%. So it's 35% of your score. Since payment history is such a large part of your credit score, having several past due accounts on a credit report will significantly hurt your score. So taking care of these things, taking care of this is crucial to repair, to, to, it's crucial to your uh, credit repair. So your goal is to have all your past due accounts reported as current or at least paid. And get current on accounts that are past due but not yet charged off. And a charge off is one of the worst statuses that happens once your payment is 180 days past due. So accounts that are delinquent but less than 180 days past due can be saved from charge-off if you pay the total amount that's past due. But just be aware, the further behind you are, the higher your catch-up payment will be. So contact your creditor as soon as possible to figure out what you can do to get they may be willing to, to waive some of the penalties or, or spread the past due balance over a few payments 
just let them know that, you know, you're wanting to avoid, avoid a charge-off but need some help. And sometimes they may be willing to, to re-age your account to show you a payment as current rather than delinquent. But you'll have to actually talk to your creditors to negotiate. And that's the key word, negotiate. You should never be afraid to call any of your creditors, the credit card companies, and anyone that you are having problems with um, with payment. Because a lot of times, all you have to do is let them know that you're having a hard time or you're struggling. They will work with you. And even on that note, even when you're not struggling, even if you have um, a credit card with with an interest rate that you're being charged, and it's not ridiculous, you know, it's not 18%, it might be 14%. Sometimes you can even call and just ask, is that the best rate that they have that you can get, or you'd like to lower your rate, and sometimes they'll do it. I've been successful several times at having that done. But I also will put out there that you've got to be in good standing. You've got to be in good standing with that creditor in regards to not, um, you know, not having all these late late payments and and, and late fees in regards when you're trying to uh, lower your your interest rate. But keep in mind that you should always try to negotiate. Um, pay off accounts that are already char- pay accounts that are already charged off. So you're still responsible for those those uh, charge off balance. And as they get older, charge offs hurt your score less. However, the ha- the the outstanding balance is going to make it hard and sometimes impossible to get approved for new credit and loans. So part of your you know if you have credit if you have payoff charges. Part of your repair must be paying those off. Um, once you pay them off, your credit report will be updated to show the account balance of zero and the account paid. And the charge-off will still show for another seven years. Um, and that's just that's just one of the one of the things that uh, happens with charge-off. The, the uh, settlement status will actually go on your credit card also and stay for seven years if you uh, if you have settlement status. Uh, you need to take care of collection accounts. Accounts get to, uh, sent to collection agencies after they've been charged off or fallen behind several months. Even accounts that aren't normally listed on your credit report can be sent to agencies and added to your credit. So you want to, that that's, goes back to the importance of making sure that you check your credit report on a regular basis. Uh, and as far as um, balances on, on accounts, you want to bring your high balances below your limits. That's if you have credit cards, you know, you want to get that down because uh, your credit utilization, that's a ratio that compares your total debt to your total credit. That's the second biggest factor that affects your credit score, and it's 30% of your score. So the higher your balances are, the more it hurts your credit score. And having maxed out your credit cards, you know, it's going to cost you precious credit score points, uh, not to mention over the 
credit uh, over the limit fees. So bring any max max out credit cards down and continue to uh, pay those off completely. Uh, your your credit score responds better to credit card balances that are less than 30% of the credit limit, which below 10% is ideal. Um, past due accounts versus high balances, you know, you'll, you'll probably have a limited amount of money to put toward credit repair each month, which in this instance would just mean paying a little bit more. So you'll need to prioritize where to spend your money and which accounts to focus on. Um, at some point, if need be, you can actually get new credit, but you know that I wouldn't suggest that until after you resolve any negative items on your credit report. Uh, uh, keep here. Here are some tips to keep in mind as you work toward a better credit score. So you want to salvage what you can. Don't sacrifice accounts that are in good standing for accounts that are not. Continue making timely payments on all your current accounts. Uh, be careful of closing credit cards, because rarely does closing a credit card help your score. In fact, closing a credit card is more likely to hurt your score, especially when the account has a balance on it. Um, and you need to learn the things that uh, actually hurt your credit score so you can avoid making these mistakes. And these are a few of them that I'm going over. Um, don't get discouraged by setbacks. Your credit, credit score may drop unexpectedly as you go through credit repair, but this doesn't mean you've done something wrong. You just continue adding positive information to your credit report, and your credit score will improve over time. And if bankruptcy is inevitable, file it sooner rather than later. Um, and, and, of course, you would want to talk to your tax advisor or your attorney in regards to doing that um, because I know there are a lot of things out there you can do to actually avoid bankruptcy. Um, this will kind of bring to a conclusion the information that I have today. Um, I would like to just go over a few of Dave's financial peace, uh, what he called peace puppies. Uh, and there's about 24 of them, so I'll just kind of go through them quickly. Avoid stuff items, the worship of stuff. Two, plant seeds. Give money away to worthy causes. Three, develop your own power over purchase. Four, find where you are naturally gifted. Enjoy your work and work hard. Five, live substantially below your income. I cannot stress that one more. I can't stress it enough. Live below, substantially below your income. Sacrifice now so you can have peace later. Seven, you can always spend more money than you can make. Eight, the borrower is the servant to the lender, so be aware. Nine, check your credit report at least once every year. That's what we just went over. Uh, Ten, handle credit report corrections yourself. 
11. Realize that the best way for delinquent debt to be paid is for you, not collectors, to control your financial destiny. 12. You must save money. 13. Use the keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid rule of investing. 14. Only people who like dog food don't save for retirement. 15. Always save with pre-tax dollars. It is the best deal the government gives you. 16. Learn basic negotiating skills. Negotiating skills for great buys. 17. Learn where to find great buys. 18, you must have patience to get great buys. 19, singles get self-accountability from the written plan. 20, singles should look for money for a money mentor for advice and accountability. Singles, be aware of the impulse monster. He will eat you alive. 22, men and women view money differently, so be sensitive the differences. 23, opposites attract in marriage, so work together for maximum wisdom. And 24, when you agree on spending, you will experience fabulous unity in your marriage. And that concludes what I have today on personal finances, and I thank you for your time. Are there any questions with anyone? That was a good lesson. Thank you. I'm sorry. My phone was on mute. Thank you so much, Linda, for coming and do that. But before I start, I'm, I'm hearing some other interference in my earpiece. Am I the only one hearing that? Or can somebody hear something else that sounds like, I don't know, radio or something? No. Okay, no. It, may just, it may just be in my earpiece. Uh, again, thank you, Alinda, and I hope you have a few minutes for, for a question. I think that's what I just heard you say. But if anyone has a question of Alinda this evening, um, uh, you do have time, correct? Yes. Okay. If someone has a question about something you've heard this evening, uh, it may be a question that somebody else has on their mind or whatever, but if you have a question, please feel free to uh, ask Alinda, and thank you again so much, Alinda, for all the information that you provided this evening. Um, I have a question. Um, that was quite a bit of information, and every bit of it was good good information. So for the person on the line this evening that heard everything was said and they've already been given a lot of consideration to their finances, because I know during my time in the ministry, I don't know if, other than salvation, I can't think of anything that people ask for prayer more for than their finances. So if there's somebody here this evening that has made up their mind based on what they heard, that, okay, I need to take action, because that is when change is going to take place, when we take action. Um, what would be the best place to start? If somebody wanted to get off the phone right away and start getting their finances in order, what would be the place to start at? Uh, the best place would be to grab a pen and a piece of paper and literally write down everything that they spend money on every month. List those items out. And next to those items, put the dollar amount. 
and then add it all up. And then uh, take a look at their income every month or every pay period. Better, I, I, I find it better to operate on a monthly basis, just get a snapshot of every month what you're doing. Um, believe it or not, a lot of people have never taken the time to do this, and they can't figure out why they're drowning. It's because you are too far in debt. And then there are things that they can cut out, but because, you know, we're in this I want me, me, me kind of mode of living and, and lifestyle, you know, some people find it hard to to back off and let go of some things, but unless they're willing to really get out and do another job, you know, a second or third job if necessary, to get that income to keep them where they want to be, then the next best thing is to start cutting, cutting frivolous spending. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bear witness to something you said earlier. Uh, because I was in a place that you described. And when I was doing the goal-setting uh, segment on last week, I talked a little bit about it when I just my, – my mind was not in the place where it should have been. I wasn't concentrating on things that I should have been concentrating on. And I'll, I'll use my, my truck payment, uh, for instance, and I think Arlinda was talking about the money that we literally give away. And one of the first things she mentioned was, uh, debit cards and run into a debit machine, uh, uh, ATM machine, and I've seen those fees be as low as a dollar and a half and as much as $4. And that is literally giving money away as if you would just literally go in your pocket and take out a dollar fifty or $4 and say, here, take, uh, would you take this money or just take it and throw it in the air, whatever you want to do with it, but it's the equivalent of giving it away and it takes place because there was no planning for how much cash I made need, and, and there's always going to be emergency. I think what we're talking about is just habitually running to a credit, uh, to an ATM machine as if we were reaching in, into our own pockets or pocketbook, but instead we were going to an ATM machine and paying somebody to give us our own money. I'm going to give you $4 for giving me, uh, and, and really if I go to the ATM machine and get $20 and it cost me $4 to get it, uh, again, it was like giving money away, but what I was about to say was, uh, when, when I when I did when I did what Orlinda recommended, and I started taking a look at my finances and getting my head together, when my truck payment was twelve hundred seventy five dollars a month, and I've been paying for this truck for going on three years now, and thank the Lord it'll be paid for in a few more months. But those instances over the past three years, when I did not have the truck payment, and it's it's taken out of my bank account automatically. Well, on those, on, on those months that they went to get it and it wasn't there, my bank charged me $35 for it not being there. The people who I paid my truck note to charged me $20 for it not being there. So a $1,275 truck payment, as if that wasn't enough to be sending somebody a month, became $1,335. And $55 of it was just, here, take my money because I wasn't diligent enough, I wasn't committed enough to make sure that I would have my truck payment on time. And when I sit down and, and wrote everything down, like she just suggested, we do, because I wasn't concentrating on what I needed to concentrate on, because I wasn't taking the action that I needed to take, I was probably giving away, I want to estimate, 300 plus dollars a month. 
by not paying stuff on time, by running to ATM machines, by being delinquent. So there are things that we can do and that we can do right away that will turn our situation, our circumstances around. And if you weren't on this call in the beginning, and I, I think Orlinda alluded to the same thing, I can't emphasize how important it would be or how, for, how important it is to simply take action. These things are not going to go away by themselves, and don't nobody stone me, but we're not going to pray them away either. They're going to go away because we take action to correct them. And I think she mentioned that circumstances in her life that came up and circumstances in all of our lives come up, well, sometimes you have to do what you got to do. Sometimes you can't pay the extra. It's all you could do to pay the minimum. That's going to happen sometimes, but pay the minimum. Uh, but for as long as I've known our Linda, we've known each other for God for years, uh, way back before Katrina in New Orleans, where family lived in New Orleans, and we knew each other. And she has practiced these things most of her life. She would probably be one of the people that if we knew her in school, that we would probably have called her nerd. But she, she openly said, I think on the line, she was, she was laid off a few years ago, and during the time she was laid off, when people would be scrambling, oh, my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay my bills? That she took action that allowed her to go to Africa for three weeks to do some other traveling at a time when she was laid off and should have been out there looking for a job. And she alluded to the fact of being laid off last year in October. And I thought I also heard her say that she burned the deed to her home over a period of time that she was laid off. But the steps that she shared with us this evening are the steps that she took in her life that at a time, you know, if we're living from paycheck to paycheck or whatever and we get laid off, that's crisis. We're in crisis mode. I, I, I can't wait until I get a good job. I've got to take whatever job I could get because I need to get some money in this house. My life is about to get turned off. My mortgage is about to get foreclosed off. The people are going to send me an eviction notice. We go into crisis mode. But if we've, if we've handled our business the way that we should handle our business, we take the action that we need to take. Jobs are going to come and jobs are going to go. Uh, the economy is going to go up and the economy is going to go down. Emergency, emergencies are going to rise at times. But if we take the action that we need to take, we don't have to put a crisis mode. Oh, another job. Let me start looking for another job. I can afford to for the job that I should have instead of taking something because I need something uh, uh, right away. So these are, these are the solutions to so many of the problems, or I don't want to say problems because I've actually tried to get away from saying problems. These are the challenges that we face, uh, those of us that are on this line and those that may not be here, and I'm glad this call is being recorded so that we might be able to share this information with others. But whatever our situation is financially, mine was there a year ago, and completely, I mean, through the Pastor, you're breaking up. I can't even hear you anymore. Yeah, he must be. He must be driving. The more amount of bills that I have, it was as a result of using the exact principles that our lender was able to share with us here today. So, again, you know, I want to be able to offer this. Can I ask a few questions? Yes, go ahead. I can hear you. Okay. Um, I was trying while you were talking. I was trying to pull up that free credit report. Huh? And I keep on. I was trying to pull up that free credit report. 
Yeah. And I think uh, if I heard you correctly, you said I can get a free credit report from all three credit bureaus. Uh, yes. Okay. And so when I pull them up, because you said you said type in annualcreditreport.com. Yes, I'm typing it right now because I know I've used that, and I've also used another one that you can actually. Okay, what came up when you typed it in? Um, I have the one with the gloves, the man with the gloves. I had several different ones pop up. Um, it kind of goes on. It says annualcreditreport.com, the only source for your free credit report authorized by the federal law. Okay. And so it has, yeah, it had a, a, a hand up there. Yes, with the glove and the switching pictures. Um, it's various different pictures. Right. So you should be able to go to... Um, Go over to the go scroll down and you should see a little red um spot where it says refresh your free report report. Yes. And then there's where you um uh request your report. And 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 then all honestly what I've actually done, because you can get a free one from each one of them. And yes. so what I do is I actually space them out over the year. Okay, so just get this one, not doing them all together all at once. Right. Okay. I mean, that's what I, that's what I personally do. Um, and, I mean, but you can do them all at once or you can spread them out. It's up to you. But if you're not having, if you're not having any issues, then you know, you can spread them out. But if you've got things, you've got negative things out there, things you know you want to work on, then, yes, I would suggest getting all three of them and um, reviewing them, kind of side by side, get you some highlighters, different color highlighters, so you can, you know, highlight the different creditors or whatever that you're going to work on. Okay. But, yeah, but yeah, this is the site to uh, get that. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Because I think the first few times, this is the set, this is the first time I got on this one. I'm going to see if this one doesn't charge. No, this one should not charge. This one should not charge, not the an, annual one. And um, I've done another one that it doesn't charge. Now, it'll allude to charging, or not charging you, but um, where you can get your actual uh, score. Like I said earlier, you can pay amount, pay an amount and get your score. Um, but you don't have to get your score. But if you want your score just that one time, maybe for that one, I think it's with experience, um, you can do that and then just cancel that subscription. Okay. And what um, I got a, um, something came in the mail for one of my credit card companies, and actually they had my score down at the bottom. Oh, and that's something else. I'm, thank you for saying that. That was something else that I meant to mention. Yes, a lot of credit card companies are actually – providing that information free now anyway. There's no reason to really pay for it. And as you pay your credit card, if you'll notice, you you keep an eye on it, you'll see how your your credit score will go up if you're, you know, you're paying and, and paying your debt down. I mean, it won't be, you know, radical unless you're paying, you know, big, huge amounts. But, yeah, you will start seeing a change there for free. Okay. All right, yeah. thank you. All righty.
Any more questions? If there's no more questions, Alinda, we're grateful to you for coming and sharing the knowledge. And not only not only just the knowledge and information, because, you know, if, if I were a studious enough person, I would have, I could gain access to the knowledge and information. But it's another thing to get that knowledge and information from somebody who has actually applied the knowledge and information to their own life. They know it works because they've worked it. And nothing works unless we work it. Um, so we thank you again for taking the time out to do this, and as we move forward, uh, because I believe that financial peace thing that Dave Ramsey does is actually pretty extensive. So if there's an, another time that you might be able to come back and share some additional information with us, we have an open invitation. Um, you talked about, a lot about something that we talked about last week, setting and achieving goals, and I say all the time that we need to have goals. So even when it comes to our finances, we need to have goals, whether it's how we operate our homes or, or, or just if you want to do anything significant in life, and our finances are definitely significant in our life, that we need to have a plan and we need to have goals. So much start and begins with writing things down and having a plan. Thank you for those of us that felt this important enough to come and take part in this call and to gain this, this information. And we pray, God, this evening that you would use this information because it will work. It turns my situation around. It helped lend in different stages and areas of her life, and it will do the same for each and every one of you that have joined us here this evening. So God bless and keep everyone. Remains our prayer. If it be God's will, then we'll be here at 6 o'clock in the morning. This ministry has, has, has dual uh, purposes. During the 6 a.m. hour is our time for our spiritual knowledge and information and, and, and believing and calling on God's name, and 6 o'clock in the evening has become our hour for our practical knowledge and information. And when we put those things together, it empowers us as, as men and women and individuals to be better, to do better, and to have all the things in life that God intended for us to have. So everybody have a blessed evening this evening. Uh, may God bless and keep you. Goodbye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night, y'all. Good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.